Okay, yeah. tonight is a Bashkocha, uh, it's a Siyam Harambam. Siyam Harambam is technically tomorrow, but it's, it's already been going to the day the Siyam Harambam. And then the Rambam is, speaks about Mashiach. That is the place to start and to finish. You want to learn about Mashiach. Um, so there's obviously the Rambam, there's hundreds of topics, even though it's too broken. Even though there's uh, hundreds of topics that uh, are alluded to, the Kitzur of Rema's last halach of the Rambam is what I'm going to focus on today. But first, just to give a little overview on the halachas of the Rambam, the Rambam speaks about Mashiach. The last two chapters in the Rambam are the end of Hilchas Mulach, and the end of the laws that deal with kings, how you appoint a king, what's the job of a king, what is the laws of the wars that a king is supposed to wage, what are the rights of a king, Shev Mitzvah the king has to influence the world to keep Shev Mitzvah And the last two chapters, the Ramam speaks about the laws of Mashiach. So you actually, in one of the early prints of the Rambam, the heading to Hilchas Molochim was Hilchas Molochim Molochim, saying the laws of kings and the wars, but Hilchas Molochim Mashiach, the laws of Mashiach. So the Rambam, in the uh, in these two chapters on Mashiach, chapter Perek Yudalach and Perek chapter 11, chapter 12, in a very general uh, way of understanding them, chapter 11 deals about Mashiach himself what Mashiach has to do, and how we identify Mashiach. Chapter 12 speaks about the world, how it would appear, you know, what we call the days of Mashiach, which means how the world will be in the, in, you know, in, in, in the, how the world will exist in the days of Mashiach, what effect Mashiach will have on the world. Now, what is, the Rebbe, the Rebbe asks in a few places, everything that is in halacha means it's a directive for us, practically what to do or not to do. So what lesson is there from the Rambam in the last two chapters about what Mashiach has to do, it doesn't have to do? What is the halacha regarding us? What does it affect us in our day-to-day life? So there's a number of explanations. First of all, on a very basic level, the halacha is what we have to believe in. In other words, Mashiach... Even today. Even today, yeah? In other words, there's a definition of what Mashiach means. And we have to know how to identify who Mashiach is. And we have to know what, what is the definition of Mashiach? What are we believing in? We're believing in that one day uh, there'll be some type of, you know, the world will, whatever people, you ever call it Ethiopia, whatever, I'm saying the words right, that the whole world, certain people believe that the world will one day be a glorious place, a glamorous place, where there's nothing to do with the Eibishter, has nothing to do with Mashiach, has nothing to do with Teira Mitzvahs. What, 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 what is the essence of Mashiach according to Allah? That's what the Rambam is defining to us, that Mashiach will build the base of Mitzvah, will gather the exiles of Israel, will return the kingdom of David HaMelech, will bring back the completion of Teira Mitzvahs. This is all the Allah is partial that we have to believe in. The same thing is in the second chapter, in chapter 12, where the Rambam discusses how the world will appear in the days of Mashiach. The Allah here is also what we have to believe in. Now, we obviously, I discussed this in the past over here a while back, we obviously have to believe everything that Tater says about Mashiach. But there's certain things that Tater itself says that are up for interpretation. You could interpret it this way, you could interpret it that way. There has to be a clear definition of what you actually, what's definite, what you have to know, what you have to believe in that 
certain things that you know that are the basic minimum or the basic definition of Mashiach. So the Ramam explains in chapter 12 that Mashiach does not have to, again, the emphasis on the word have to, cause a change in the the natural way of the world runs. The Ramam doesn't negate that he cannot do it, but you don't, in other words, part of the belief in Mashiach does not believe, have to, don't have to believe that there will for sure be a change in the world, at least. There's the belief in Tchias Hamais and the resurrection of the dead, which is something which is later on, which obviously that itself is a huge change in nature, but part of the belief in Mashiach, as what's connected with the days of Mashiach itself, is not until belief in the change of the world. But the Rambam goes on to say the last halacha, the last halacha of the Rambam, the Rambam writes that Boisei uh, Hazman, at that time, there won't be any war, any hunger, any jealousy, any competition. All good things will be mushpa, will be, uh, I don't know how you translate the word in, in English. Huh? Bestowed. or... Uh, yeah, it will be, it will be plenty, it will be a lot of chef, a lot of, a lot of flow. In the world, all delicacies will be found like the dust. The sole occupation of the whole world will be solely to know Hashem. The Jewish people will be very smart. Great people lack different officials. Not everyone's IQ is exactly 100. And, uh, you know, people have difficulties just... Our attention span today is five milliseconds. For Mashiach will come, all Jewish people will be very smart. We will know the hidden things. In some versions of the Rambam, he adds the word the deep things. They'll grasp the knowledge of their Creator as 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 the person's capability is. Like it says, the world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem as water covers the sea. Now over here, what is the halacha in this? What is the directive to us in this in this halacha? So the Rebbe says the directive here is part of our belief. We have to believe not just the Mashiach will come and bring about the completion of Torah Mitzvahs, but we have to believe that the world will be a world, even if you don't believe in supernatural miraculous events. This is a basic of Jewish belief. It's part of Sheikh is a one of the thirteen principles of faith, and part of that principle. Of faith is understanding, is believing in this in this detail. One may ask, what is so important? This is, the reason why Mashiach is so important, because then we'll fulfill Torah mitzvahs completely. What is so relevant to us that there won't be hunger or jealousy? We're not talking about, about the Jewish people alone. We're talking about in the world at large. Why, why is that so important that it's important that Amun has to make it as part of Allah? So the answer is that we have to, part of the belief, the belief of Mashiach is the belief in the completion of Torah mitzvahs, which means the belief that one day the world itself will be in sync with Torah Mitzvah. It's not just that we will be able to fulfill Torah Mitzvah, but the world in of itself will be a world the way Torah wants the world to look, a world that is behaving itself according to the will of the Ebishter. So that's why these things won't be war, jealousy, and so on and so forth, and which, 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 which helps, that it, which, which brings about the, the possibility and the that the whole world should be fulfilled with the knowledge of Hashem as much as a person can, is part of the belief in the fulfillment of Teir Mitzvahs. That the world will reach one day a state, that the whole world will, itself will be in sync, will be healthy, will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. 
Now, that's one approach that the Rebbe says. There's another Sikh that the Rebbe says, a very interesting idea. It's not a contradiction, it's a different thought. The Rebbe says the same way halacha dictates to us what we have to do, is also the aspect that Taita dictates to the world how the world has to look like. So halacha, the Rambam is paskin in the halacha. For whom? That for the world. The Taita paskins that when Mashiach comes, this is what Mashiach, this is what's going to have to happen. This is what the world is going to have to look like. This is what Mashiach has to do. Even if you might say, no, it's a different thought. It's not, the directive is not focusing on us. We have to believe in, but that's the way Taita is dictating to the world. It's not like the stock of the nights of Taita created the world. So in Nebuchadnezzar, you know, when the halacha paskins that the world has to be a certain way, that's what causes the world to end up being that way. There's other places in the Rambam like that, that halacha dictates the world. So over here you see it, you see it in a very open way because what is the halacha? That's telling us that what's going to happen. May learn halacha when it tells you what you have to do most of the Rambam. My shire, the high shire. That's the only halacha which we see in the Rambam. That's the only halacha you have. I'll give you another example. Thank you. Okay, whatever. Whatever. There's a fact that Taita dictates how the world is supposed to be. I'll give you an example. Let me get you here. But you have a halacha that it says that if a person like Islam drowns, my shame on himself and water that has, well, it's like we'll get we'll a little bit later. Maim Shaila himself in water that has no end, like an open, vast pool of water that you don't see the edge. So, and you don't see the guy coming out. His wife can't remarry. Why? Because we say maybe somehow the, the, the sea slept him somewhere else, he came out. But if it's Maim Shayla himself, if it's a contained thing of water, so if he came out, if it would have come out, he would have seen. But it's a, here's a vast ocean, a vast sea, it didn't seem to come out. Doesn't mean all you got to yeah, and the Gemara says stories. The Gemara says, my sister Rabbi Akiva, another Tanoim, that they said that they, they, they didn't make sense in this halacha, and they saw people that they thought that they drowned, and later they came, and so they actually made it alive. But, so there's a famous word that was Pshat, if Taita would have passed him, if Taita would have said that if someone if someone drowns in water that has no end, his wife could be married, there wouldn't be a chance for a person to, dr- to drown in such water and survive, because Taita Paskins. That is why he's not allowed to remarry. Taita's already assuming, not just assuming. Taita's passing that, that, that the guy dies. By Taita saying that if someone drowns in such water, it's still chance of that, that he could survive. And therefore his wife is not allowed to remarry. Taita's giving the capability, the, the ability for someone to survive such water. I don't want to get close to Huh? Not saying that's that spot, but I'm saying it's a word. It's a word. Now, we have, there's a third, a third, a third, uh, a third thing that Rabbi says, another approach that gives, what's the halacha for all these things? The halacha is, as I mentioned in the past, that it's negaya to us, relevant to us also now. What is it relevant to us also now? That we have to live with Mashiach, we have to prepare the world for Mashiach. For example, this halacha, there won't be war, there won't be jealousy, competition, hunger, yeah. The world we feel the knowledge of Hashem is water covers the sea. It's not something that in its ultimate fulfillment will only take place when Mashiach comes, but we have to now try to live like that. 
not to have jealousy, not to fight, not to have competition, to try to fill the whole world with the knowledge of Hashem, particularly through Chassidus, which is what the Rambam speaks about, that didn't know the deepest secrets, which refers to the knowledge of Chassidus. So this is, all these things, like I discussed a few weeks ago, all the things Mashiach will do, each Jew takes part in that in his in his way. So the halachat for us as well, so we should, you know, we should follow in these same ways to prepare the world for Mashiach. Fine. Now, let's discuss the last halacha. There's a number of points to discuss. But I want to focus on the um, the last e- end of the Rambam. This is something the Rebbe spoke about many, many times. Very, very deep psichis here. The Rebbe with the Meir Hadronim on the Rambam on the Rambam after the Rebbe came out with the Takana. So the Rambam, so the Rebbe would say every year a Hadron, you know, discussing the in-depth analysis of the Rambam. Most of the times he focused on, on, on this last halacha. And there's a lot of explanations of the Rebbe. Sometimes explanations are seemingly contradictory or different, whatever, but fine. First of all, the Pasuk over here, there's a Pasuk that says, Kimola, the Rambam finishes with the Pasuk, Kimola, the world will be filled with knowledge of Hashem like water covers the sea. What is the context of the Pasuk? The context of the Pasuk is, is the Pasuk in, in, in Yeshayu, we say, Pesach, it says, Regar Zeb and Kevis, right? It's a famous Pasuk that the wolf will lie with the lamb, right? It speaks about all the animals making peace between themselves, making peace with human beings. It says, They will not damage, they won't do bad, they won't, they, they won't destroy anyone in my mountain of holiness. Why? Because the world we fill with the knowledge of Hashem as water covers the sea. Simple meaning of the posture is that the animals will make peace. Why will the animals make peace? Because the knowledge of Hashem will pervade, will permeate the whole of existence, including animals. Like water covers the sea. And that's not a pshat according to Chesidus. Even though the Rambam over here doesn't, doesn't learn like that. Pshat according to Chesidus is the whole world, the same way water covers the sea. There's no difference. When you look at the top of the water, you don't see a difference. Under the, under the, under the water, there's all types of creatures, millions of creatures. There's volcanoes, there's mice, there's everything on the water, but on the top they're all the same. You look, all you see is water covering the sea. So, so to all of creation, animals, human beings, demons, Samea, Chaim, Adabra, all parts of creation will equally equally be covered with godliness, the knowledge of Hashem will permeate everything to the world. There won't be any uh, fights, there won't be um, what does that mean? Practically, you have an animal, you have a lion that's a predator. Wolf wants to eat up the lamb. Why all of a sudden is he not going to eat up the lamb? So this explains. The Rebbe Marash explains that people fight. Fighting comes from what's called katnus hamoichin. You know what katnus hamoichin means? I don't know the right term for it in English. Is but basically zero tolerance. A person when his when his small mindedness. Yeah, good. When a person's when a person's capacity of things is small, like a child. A child he can't tolerate. He wants. Something he wants now, and if you have to show him, give it to him a minute later, different than what he wanted, the world collapsed. Why? Because he has katnus amoichen, his, his capacity, his understanding is limited, and whatever he wants, he wants, b'cholah take it with full strength, he can't tolerate anything opposite of him. When you have someone, an adult, he might completely disagree with someone 100%, and he understands much deeper than a child what's wrong with that opinion, but he could tolerate him, he's not going to eat him up alive, hopefully he won't at least. 
Why not? That's called Gadol Samoichen. Intellect leaves room for diversity. You can understand, you can tolerate. You talk understand that it's completely wrong, but you're able to tolerate that it's opposite. So he says, now, animals, they can't tolerate one another. But when Sheikh will come, even they will be permeated with knowledge of Hashem. There's, even today, there's a certain level of understanding that animals do have, right? Scientific studies and books written about the different, different animals are smarter than others. They have a fox, it's saying there's some level of intelligence that they have. So Mashiach will come, there'll be a revelation of godliness that they will comprehend, they'll understand enough that to realize they shouldn't, I shouldn't be eating up another animal. That's how Chassidus learns it possible. The Rambam writes, what's interesting, if you look closely at the Rambam in the, in the second, the last paragraph chapter, he actually discusses the whole Pasuk, or part of the Pasuk at least, but he, now there's the beginning of the of, of the Pasuk, which speaks about it, that all the animals will live in peace. He discussed in the beginning of Pedicate Bays. How does he explain it? The Ramam explains it that it doesn't refer, doesn't at least the way that the Ramam later qualified his words in the letter he wrote. It doesn't mean that, that it has to be this way, but the Ramam says logically, it seems then, unless he's proven otherwise, that it means that the animals will, the animals here is referring to the enemies of the Jewish people. You know, we know in Tanakh, many psukim are different nations that compare to different animals. So those animals live in peace with the Jewish people. They're going to disturb the Jewish people. And then the problem this, according to basically, according to the Rambam's flow, comes out, the Rambam is also the end of the puzzle. The world is filled with knowledge of Hashem, like water covers the sea. The Rambam is primarily focusing on human beings, that human beings will be filled with knowledge of Hashem, so they won't fight with one another. Now, the truth is, the Rambam discusses this concept in another place as well. Rambam Amirin Nebuchim, he writes, the most fights, most problems that people have, they create themselves. He says, most, says certain people are born with natural limitations. Then there's natural, then there's natural disasters that happen. The Rambam says, the majority of problems in life are made because people are fighting with each other and so on and so forth. People create their own problems. So he says, that's what the Pasuk means. Rambam uses the words, and people are aware of the truth of the Ebeshter, so they're not going to fight with one another. Because they realize that something, they realize the truth. It's not about my petty fights, so there won't be... Now, the Rebbe focuses on the last three words, what's interesting is some, some versions of the Ramam actually don't even include the words Kumayim Loyam Lachasim. According to some versions of the Ramam, the Ramam finishes with the positive, just with the word Hashem. But there are other places that the Rambam mentions as Pasuk. There's four places the Rambam brings as Pasuk. Once in the Murdin Nebuchim, and in the Shuva, and in Akdamat Pirisha Mishnai Sipherik Helech. In two places, the Rambam just quotes the first half of the Pasuk. It's a world before the knowledge of Hashem. It doesn't, end, it doesn't add the last three words like water covers the sea. And the end of Rambam, according to the standard text, Rambam does add it. And also in that excerpt of Meir Nebuchim that I mentioned before, the Rambam also adds the words Kamayim Liyam What's the significance of Kamayim Liyam Like water is covered the sea. The Rebbe spoke about this very, very deep psychis. Time is flying. I'm not going to have time even to scratch the surface on it. Just a few more put it. Because the Rebbe says like this, when you say 
the world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. Look at closely at the passage. The world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. Like water covers the sea. There's a big fundamental difference between saying something is full with something or saying something is covered with something. I'll give you a very simple example. You have a cup, right? So it's full. It doesn't overflow. The thing exists, you could see it as a separate thing, and it's full with water, okay, fine. But then you have, then you have, the whole thing is completely submerged, it's completely covered. So the Rebbe says, there's two levels of understanding when Mashiach will come. And these two levels of understanding Debesh are really on both fronts. In other words, there's two levels how how much the knowledge of Debesh permeates the person. And really, it's also two different levels of understanding Debesh. It's two different levels of godliness, of comprehension of godliness, which leads to two different outcomes of how much the godliness permeates the person. The first level of godliness that will be revealed in Mashiach will come, the world is filled with godliness. The world remains a world which, okay, it has its own definition, its own existence, its own whatever, but the world is filled. The world filled means... Every single detail is full, you know, full full is a very powerful word, full of pitoy, that episode means that every single prat, every single detail of the world is filled with godliness. But it's not covered with godliness. It means that the world is full, but at the end of the day is the world is one mitzvah, the world is an entity which is filled with godliness, but the world, so to say, still remains a separate entity. When we say, like water covers the sea, when something is completely submerged, covered with water, it's all to say it completely loses its identity. It becomes, I mean, not it loses it, uh, that itself with many sikhs, what exactly that means, but in other words, it's 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 completely covered with something else. You don't see its entity anymore. So the Rebbe says there's two levels of understanding godliness. And it's also the same thing as you know, the Rebbe spoke about there's two periods in the time of Mashiach. The first period in the time of Mashiach, the world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. But at the end of the day, the first period of the coming of Mashiach, the world will remain a world, as the Rebbe says in the Maimed, in the first period of Mashiach, will talk be a revelation of godliness, but the godliness that's in the world will be as if it's an added thing onto the existence of the world. It will be like one person's understanding something, somebody else, or something else. It permeates him completely, but he's still himself. So that level of godliness, that's Kimol Arusayas Hashem. The ultimate level of God, the ultimate level of revelation of godliness, which will be in the second period, will be that the whole world, so to say, gets lost in godliness, so to say, it gets elevated, as water covers the sea. So the Rebbe also explains that this two the, 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 Rebbe, the Rebbe explains an interesting contrast between the end of the Rambam and the beginning of the Rambam. The end of the Rambam, the beginning of the Rambam is openly connected, because the end of the Rambam speaks about the knowledge of Hashem. And the beginning of the Rambam speaks also about the knowledge of Hashem. You say that you say the Samuda Chachmis, the Sheshem Matsurishim, the foundation of all foundations, the pillar of all wisdom, is to know that there's you know, Matsurishim, first being which created everything. But the Rebbe says, let's look at interesting contrast. When it comes to the beginning of the Rambam, the Rambam writes, You say that you say the Samuda Chachmis, the foundation of all foundations, means when you have a building, right? You have the foundation. The building exists as a separate thing. But there's the foundation on what the building stands. But the building is a separate entity. It's being supported by the foundation, but it's a separate entity. Like water covers the sea. You don't see the building. You don't see what, 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 what you don't see the bottom of the don't see the ocean floor altogether. So the Rebbe says in the beginning of the Rambam, the Rambam is talking about Yid serving the Eibushter, 
The whole Torah Mitzvah is based on Yidiyas Hashem. It's based on understanding of Debushta. But the understanding of Debushta that that lead that that that's, that, that, that 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 is at the beginning of a person's avoid is one. The world exists, but he understands that Debushta created the world and everything is Bashkacha Pratis and so on and so forth. But he doesn't reach a state that the world, so to say, doesn't lose himself in godliness. The end of the Rambam is the shlemus of a person's avoid, and the shlemus of the world will be ultimately, which is. Not that you see there's a world, but just you see how everything in the world is connected, is, is created by Deibishter, is to serve Deibishter, but the world itself com- becomes completely covered with godliness. So, in other ICS, this is, you know, Rabbi doesn't use this term, but it's the, the, the content is more or less a similar idea. We all know it's like the difference between Yichudah Data and Yichudah Yilah. In other words, there's, there's a Maimar Chazal that says, I was created to serve my master. Then there's another Maimar Chazal, the same Maimar Chazal, as a variant version. I wasn't created only to serve my master. What's the difference? When say I was created to serve my master means I exist, just my existence for the sake of Deipishtim. When you say means like this. First of all, you start off I wasn't created, I don't exist. You see that I do exist, it's only for to serve Deipishtim. So when it comes to when it comes to a person starts as avoid, he looks at how do we understand them? It's a world that exists because the world has certain norms, or certain things, and there needs to be certain laws in place. Whatever it is, we have tayrim mitzvahs. A high way of understanding it is no, the whole existence of the world is solely to fulfill the rasul of Debushta. So this is, in a certain sense, the difference between Mullah and Zayas Hashem. The world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. Kamayim The world loses its existence. Now, the same way it's a difference in the person, it's also a difference in the level of godliness that will be revealed. The Rebbe explains that there's different, there's different understandings of godliness. When they're using the terminology of Siddhas is Mamalik Kalam and Sayyidul Kalam. It's understanding the level of godliness that manifests itself in the world, and the level of godliness which transcends the world. Inside the level of godliness which creates the world and gets revealed in the world in an in a, in a, in a open way, which is a level of godliness that, so to say, condenses itself and creates every single entity according to the particular characteristics that that entity is supposed to have. That level of godliness, the more you comprehend it, the more you understand how the world is one with godliness. But the world exists, the level of godliness that you're comprehending is a level of godliness that leaves room for the existence of the world. Then there's save of Kalam, and then there's level of godliness. From that level of godliness, the world really wouldn't exist. It's when that level of godliness is revealed, the world, so to say, loses its entity. It, 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 it recognizes that there's something totally beyond it. So that's the idea of Kamayim Layam Machasim, this level of godliness which completely um, you know, surrounds the world. Completely, from that level of godliness, the world, so to say, it's not that the world is one, it's not that. You, you comprehend that the world gets lost in something which is higher than the world. Yeah. Now, one word, let me see, I don't have time to be mad, but there's one word that ever says, that I want to finish up and just say one more other thing. And the last two, not the last two, it's had uh, not the last, last Tavshin, Rebbe spoke interesting words. Rebbe said, Rebbe spoke a lot when you have the water covers the, the, the sea. So from one hand, the ocean floor is completely covered. You don't see it. But the other hand, the ocean floor still exists. 
adjust his cover of the water. Many of the Hadronim will see the Rebbe focus a little bit of a paradox. If on one hand, the whole thing is as if it doesn't exist, it's completely covered with something else, but at the same thing, that itself is part, is, it, that, that itself, the, the ocean floor still exists, that it becomes, itself becomes realized within the ocean floor. Within the entity of the world. So the Rebbe says a very good thing. The Rebbe says when Sheikh will come, the world will, if the world will understand or connect with a level which is totally beyond the world, how come the world will still exist? So the Rebbe says this is the real touch of Kamayim Layam Machasim. Kamayim Layam Machasim means the world becomes one with the Ebishter. And therefore, if the well a person retains his own identity, so understanding, relating, when it gets revealed upon him, something which totally negates his identity, so he's going to lose himself. Because I exist, when I realize that compared to the higher level, I don't exist, I lose myself. When I talk, it don't exist. <laughs> so, <laughs> because I'm totally bottled, it's not a steal, it's not a contradiction for me to realize, to, to realize that I'm totally bottled, as long as the world still retains its own limitation, so then, Itake can't fully appreciate this revelation of the level of godliness for which which makes the world that is completely submerged in godliness. But what really is the world becomes one with Abishad. It's all to say it loses its limitations. When it loses its, limita- its limitations, it's able to, to, to internalize something which is really totally beyond its capacity. Being a higher level. Because what, as long as a person is within his capacity, he can't contain something which is beyond his existence. But means the world merges with Abishad, so to say. So within the world, the person is able to be comprehended something which is totally beyond the limitations of the world. And whatever I just told you now, I just want to say, there's a lot to speak about over here. I just want to finish off one word practically. But I'm going to speak about the idea of knowledge of the Ebishadas as Hashem. Knowledge, you all know, Chassidus explains, knowledge is not just a matter of information. Knowledge means, what the others have, knowledge means to become one with something. The Rebbe says the knowledge of Debishter doesn't just mean when Sheikh will come who know Debishter. The knowledge of Debishter means become one with Debishter. So the, with Rambam is, even though the Rambam is focusing on knowledge, not discussing the idea here of knowledge, means the, the fact that a person becomes, the knowledge is a, is a tool. Das is not really knowledge. Das is really a skashas of the nefesh. It's the connection of a person to Debishter. That connection of a person to Debishter when Sheikh will come will be in the ultimate way. It will therefore affect, the Rebbe says that the whole learning of Torah and the love for Hashem, the fear of Hashem, the completion, the, the, the fact that there will be peace in the world, this is all an outcome of Dasas Hashem. The person submerges himself in knowledge of Debushter, it transforms his identity, transforms his natural inclination. Just one one, one obvious lesson from the Rebbe, the Rebbe always connects this Rambam with learning Chassidus, particularly I would say with learning in Anagol Mashiach. That the deepest in of Chassidus are about Yonagol Mashiach, by the way. The deepest Gilunim of Chassidus speaks about Yonagol Mashiach. When a person learns and submerges himself, and it tells us that he knows it, it, it affects the person, it, it permeates the person, in a way, said, as long as when, when two people understand something, that episode is interesting, if I'm finished with this part, people, two people understand something, so the more they understand, sometimes the more conflict could arise. I, we both understand the importance of something, but my way of understanding is if we way of understanding. So we both understand how important to serve Debishter, but after, because of that, conflict could arise. My way of understanding is if we yours. So more Lord, it says, Hashem, if our intellects are filled with knowledge of Debishter, that not necessarily would lead that there won't be any war, there won't be any fights, because after that, we could be fighting now about good things. 
when it's kamayim liyom mechasim, when we appreciate there's something higher than us, higher than our, our understanding, and we're submerged in that, so then true peace happens. When a person learns Torah, Rambam, Chassidus, whatever it is, in a way that he, as Rambam writes, he dips himself in the waters, in the mikvah, it affects the person. Take it from me at my